morning, good morning. We think about the world engaging with the world leaving the world clinging to the world letting go of the world the Buddha talked about knowing the world understanding the world he said a Buddha is someone who knows all worlds Loka we do. He said, Eta Pasati Manglokang. Come look at this world, decked out like a king's chariot. The fools fall into it, get lost in it. Nati sangho vijanatang, but the wise, those who know vijanatang, those who know, find nothing to cling to, find no connection. free themselves from it. It's not about escaping the world so much as it is about understanding and being free from its control, free from its power over us. Knowledge is power. Truth is power. The Buddha talked about three worlds. Akasa loka. Loka means world. Akasa. The world of space. Sattaloka, the world of beings, and Sankara Loka, the world of formations, constructs. Really all three of these, to some extent, all three of them are worth understanding. The world of space, we, we've spent a lot of time as human beings studying the world of space. All of the material sciences are about studying the world of space. 
chemistry, biology, physics. From the smallest particle to the universe as a whole, we study it. That's not the sort of understanding the Buddha was referring to. It's understanding on a much more personal level, I think. About how we cling to and how we suffer from the world of space. We suffer when the world isn't the way we want it to be. It's too hot, it's too cold. We suffer when we miss places. We yearn for travel or we yearn to go home. If you've never traveled the world, you might not experience this sense of being outside of your comfort zone, outside of your territory. You grew up in a place and when you move, you feel disconcerted. It's uncomfortable. This sort of discomfort is an important object of practice in Buddhism. It's not a sign that something's wrong. Well, it's a sign that something's wrong with us, I suppose. A sign that we're dependent, reliant upon our environment to be happy, to be at peace. We're inflexible. Being inflexible is a very important concern in Buddhism. It belies a lack of understanding of impermanence, of uncertainty, a lack of familiarity with the nature of life, the nature of impermanence. So to some, to some real extent, travel and uh, diversity in our environment can be a very useful tool for increasing our, our familiarity and understanding with the nature of not only the world but our engagement with it how it affects us. Sattaloka. Sattaloka is, of course, a little of a little greater concern as Buddhists. More important to understand even. Satta means a being, a sentient being. The world of world of beings human beings, animal beings. Beings that have mind. It's the understanding of 
personalities and character types. That goes without saying, there's so much to learn from this, from our interactions with others, our relationships and our reactions, our prejudices, prejudices and biases towards others, and their behavior towards us that we can't predict or control. Again, travel can be very helpful in this way. It's quite eye-opening to go to another country and realize that people don't do things the way we do. What we took for granted about beings, human beings, turns out to be very much specific to our our culture, society. You see how people in other places cling just as strongly to their way of doing things as we cling to ours. We cling to our Akasaloka. We call them countries or states. And we're proud of them. You come to see the world more clearly if you travel, so it can be very useful. Useful to understand the world of space, the world of beings. Ultimately, though, in the world of beings, it comes down to understanding psychology and understanding the way people's minds work, the way our mind works. Understanding people means It's understanding the mind, understanding prejudice and attachment. And it means it means having not only having this or that knowledge or understanding, it means being understanding. A big part of Buddhism isn't about what you learn. But it's about being learned, about being familiar, having an outlook that is wise, that is aware. This is, we phrase it in terms of mindfulness. Because mindfulness isn't about giving you this or that insight per se, it's about being insightful. When you look at someone who's filled with meanness and anger, prejudice and so on, to see clearly 
You don't have to like them or even love them. You know, talk about loving people, loving your enemies, and so on. It's not really about that. You have to understand them. That's enough. Because understanding is enough to be friendly. Understanding the way their mind works, understanding the way your mind works, is enough to teach you to be friendly, even to your enemies. You don't have to love them. But you understand that the best way, of course, whether someone's an enemy or a friend, the best way is to be friendly. The best way is to be kind, is to be compassionate. Wanting to hurt others, wanting to be cruel to others, does no one any good. It doesn't change, it doesn't improve the situation. Understanding allows you to speak the truth, allows you to stand for the truth, allows you to promote the truth, allows you to see the truth about yourself, about others, about your relationships. It helps you see through prejudice and 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 you know, different difference. So that rather than creating categories of people, stereotypes and so on, we come to see that behind stereotypes, we see how habits form, how how people are really just the sum of their parts, the sum of their personalities, some of their habits. Sattaloka. But the third the third loka, the third world is the most important. We can't talk as a Buddhist about the other two worlds without hinting at the importance of the third, and that's Sankara Loka. So you see, these are three different ways of looking at the world. Akasa Loka is a perspective on reality, of being a material place. Satta Loka is conceptual, but it's a different kind of concept. It's the concept of beings, the beings that make up the world. Sankara loka is not conceptual. It's what's behind all of our perceptions of the material world and the, 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 the sentient being world. This is the world of experience. Seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, feeling, thinking. Ultimately, it all comes down to that. This is the building blocks of reality, the sankara, the building blocks of the world. Just like a house is made up of pieces, and when it comes together you say, oh, there's a house. Likewise with people, places, things. They're all made up of experiences.
because the people are in our minds. You, you think of a person, and it seems ridiculous to think that person doesn't exist, but the only place it exists for us is in our mind. The, the reality for them is changing all the time. Not just their mental, also their physical, but we get an idea in our mind of a person. What does it mean, a person? One day to the next, they're different, let alone year after year. And then when they die, where did the person go? If a person really existed, where did it go? Ultimately, person is only their experiences and our experiences of them. At every moment of seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, feeling, thinking, there arises there arises the body and the mind, just for a moment. The body doesn't exist over time, not 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 except as a concept. The mind doesn't exist over time, except as a concept. This is another perspective, a way of looking at the world from a point of view of our experiences. It's not really hard to understand. It's something that should be very familiar to us. There's nobody who's not familiar with seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, feeling, thinking, want, some, some of them at least. Even blind people, they may not see, but they hear and smell Doesn't matter who you are, you have experiences. It's the one thing we're all familiar with, and, and on a very profound level, it's the only thing we can be sure of. This is quite profound because we can be sure of it. You, you may miss that not realize that but and might not realize why that's important but the only thing we can know about this world is our experience of it we can know seeing know in the sense that we know that that's what it is we know that it's not anything else we know hearing we know that it's hearing we might not know what we're hearing or that we're actually hearing what we think we're hearing or seeing. There, there are illusions. How do you know you're really seeing it? Well, we don't know what we're seeing, but we know that we're seeing. We know that there is seeing. Smelling, tasting, feeling, thinking, that's it. That's all we can know for sure. And the importance of it, the profundity of it, is that you can use it to base certainty on. You can, you can build on that true understanding. That's what we talk about, knowing the world, understanding the world. 
true understanding, the only true understanding there is, has to come from what you can actually know. And all Buddhist insight, all Buddhist understanding is based, therefore, on Sankara Loka, understanding Sankara. We talk about impermanence, suffering and non-self. We're not talking about beings or things, places, people, whatever. We're talking about experiences. We're talking about the understanding that comes along with this perspective of seeing the world in terms of experience. Because when you do that, when you do see the world in terms of your experience, you lose quite quickly and, and constantly lose decrease your, your perception of things as stable, satisfying, me, mine, controllable. And there's nothing about experience that is stable, satisfying, or controllable. So this is where we base our practice. This is very important. Maybe not in the beginning, but as you as you practice, it's important to slowly understand what this means. Slowly get 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 the point, the meaning of this. I mean, in the beginning, you might not understand this. It's okay, but as you look, this is what you'll start to see, and it's important that you understand where you're headed through the practice of mindfulness. That the goal really is to gain proficiency in this way of looking at the world the ability to see the world for what it really is as experiences that arise and cease sankara loka so these are the three worlds again i don't think buddhism is a buddhist practice anyway is about escaping the world or Engaging with the world There's a debate in Buddhism Should we engage, should we escape in Buddhism Buddhism is The practice of understanding the world It doesn't quite say what we should or shouldn't do Except that we should understand Because understanding will affect everything we do and say and even think Our understanding will set us free. And everything we then do and say and think will be free from the causes of suffering, free from evil, free from harm towards ourselves or others. It will be a testament to the truth. It will be based in wisdom and knowledge and understanding. So, an important thing to consider, this is the world, that's the Dhamma for this morning, thank you for listening. <laughs>